Welcome back to another week of the T-Draft the Film Buff Podcast, episode 30. Uh, a lot of stuff to get to this week. Not necessarily uh, as big of news week as some of the past weeks we've done, uh, but certainly plenty of um, plenty of things worth mentioning. And I think where we're going to start is the Batman casting news, and that would be that they have a couple of actors in talks for a couple of the last major roles for the Batman movie coming out in July of 2021, directed by Matt Reeves. And starring as the Penguin in talks is Colin Farrell. And in talks for Alfred Pennyworth is Andy Serkis. So there's a couple of angles here. First of all, I remember when I did the Batman casting predictions back in early September I believe it was I remember having Andy Serkis on my list but I remember having him for Penguin because it just seems like more of a role that he would take on you know he likes playing antagonistic roles as we've seen through Black Panther through the Lord of the Rings series Um, even in earlier this year's uh, long shot he was certainly an antagonist but uh, I guess it makes more sense. He's probably not going to be able to take on a, a bigger villain role when he's directing Venom 2 that's coming out next year. I'm sure most of 2020 is going to be um, you know, directing that movie for Sony. So not really sure that he's going to have a lot of time to, to do a lot of scenes. Now, with Alfred, you got to assume that he's probably in, what, three or four scenes maybe? Uh, if that, and they're probably short, a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, giving Bruce a little pep talk or maybe a brief flashback to something, you know, who who knows. But I do like the idea that they are continuing to go <laughs> younger and younger with Alfred. Although I thought Jeremy Irons was picture perfect casting as Alfred. Uh, he's just got that great voice for him. He worked well off Ben Affleck um, in, in BVS. Uh, and in uh, Justice League. But I think when you change Batman, you kind of have to change Alfred, too. It was a little weird back in... Among the many things that were weird about the uh, four Batman movies in the 90s and and the one in the 80s uh, was the fact that the Alfred was the same throughout all four movies, but yet the Batman changed three times. So... Yeah, I mean, it's something something a little off about when they keep the the same Alfred. It's a little bit different with James Bond, how they keep the same M or Q. A little different. Um, for some reason, it feels different. So I'm, I'm happy as, with Andy Serkis as Alfred. I think he'll bring a, a, certainly a different dynamic than we've seen with that character before. Um, and I think that he just kind of preferred playing, you know, maybe you know, more of a protagonist role, more of a, a supporting, uh, you know, character to to the main uh, focus of the film, unlike, you know, his previous work in the Matt Reeves series of Apes films uh, where he played uh, Caesar. And I, for some reason, it, it should have been a foregone conclusion that he was going to be in, in the Batman. You kind of had a feeling. It, Matt Reeves definitely had his eye on Circus for a while for Alfred. I'm so happy to... Have to see them reunite for that. Colin Farrell, on the other hand, is a, is a very, very interesting choice. Um, I'm, I'm still not certain as to how I 100% feel about it. I'm very intrigued. A lot of like, uh, or should say much like you know, some of the other casting choices that they've had, I'm just very intrigued. Um, 
like the Zoe Kravitz casting, I'm intrigued by Paul Dano. Certainly, I, I know exactly how that's gonna go though. Like, it's gonna be great. Um, and then who else do we have in this movie? Uh, well, apparently they they had offered a you know one of the members of the Roy family from Succession, which I do not watch that show, but uh, Jeremy Strong, I guess, is what a lot of people think. It, it, offered the role of Harvey Dent he passed so looks like they're going to keep looking elsewhere for uh good old Harvey Dent Two-Face I kind of hope that it's strictly Harvey Dent in this movie and not Two-Face uh that's that's just my hope but I, I don't know they I kind of have a feeling they'll probably do the turn as well and maybe that's like the arc no, but we probably would have heard about that before. I think Riddler's the main villain uh, in this movie. At least to an extent, he's the main villain. Um, but yeah, the, the Colin Farrell thing, like, you got to assume, like, this this guy, uh, you know, he's been in a couple of blockbuster franchises. Fantastic Beasts, of course, of course, he was in the first one. Then they just mysteriously place uh, replace him with the Johnny Depp. It's like this weird twist that they do. Like, I'm sorry, that's that's that doesn't work. Uh, so I was not a fan of that. Uh, but certain Colin... Colin Farrell was good in the movie. Um, just wasn't a fan of the way they took his character. Uh, and then, of course, the last comic book movie I believe he did was the 2003 Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Kind of interesting how we're kind of coming full circle there. That was also a villain. I just hope, like, if he's jumping back into a villain role for a comic book movie, you got to assume that script is pretty damn good. You have to assume that script is pretty damn good. Uh, and just the the dynamic of Colin Farrell and Paul Dano, fascinating, fascinating. Uh, let's let's move on, uh, because, you know, a, a movie that I discussed quite a bit on last week's show because I, I did a little mini review and I, I was pleasantly surprised um, with the way the movie turned out was Terminator: Dark Fate. Yikes! Okay, so. Not good. I mean, this is not good. Um, it, Terminator Dark Fate last weekend made twenty nine million, uh, I believe, leading, leading the, the you know the pack. It's not like it was necessarily like a a big, you know, debut. Something, you know, I would have I would have hoped for this movie to get like forty five to fifty million. Because then you can bank on maybe a little bit more uh, its its international efforts. Because you know some with like Genesis uh, did very well overseas, made like over a hundred million in China, saved its chances for any sort of future Terminator movies. Uh, but it looks like that's not the case with Terminator Dark Fate. I believe uh, I believe that this is going to be it. It's going to be it. Um, so apparently this weekend it it, it uh. Let's see. What did it make here? It made just $10.2 million. Uh, that's projected. And that is, I mean, that's near a 70% drop. I mean, yikes. Oh, God. It's, it's just disappointing. It really is. I, 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 uh, I'm bummed about that one. I think that that, I mean, like I said, though, I mean, I think it probably will be the last Terminator movie made for at least another 10 years. I can't imagine, unless there's something drastic that changes that they're going to do another one of these. Uh, so, oh well, that's 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 it. Um, let's let's take a look at the the actual uh, projections though for this weekend if they have them up. 
Doesn't look like they do, but it looks like coming in first is Midway. I believe it was supposed to make around like 18 million. So that's interesting. I haven't seen that movie yet. Uh, Doctor Sleep coming in two uh, with about like 15 million. It looks like 16 million. I'm trying to do the projections based off of what they have for Friday. Um, we'll get into that movie a little bit more later on in the show. Uh, Last Christmas, Playing with Fire, and then rounding out the top five is Dark Fate. Um, yeah. I have a feeling we'll be, we're going to be talking about Last Christmas uh, this coming weekend. That's my gut. That is my gut. Okay. So, here we go. What do we got here? Oh, well, Warner Brothers kind of announced by hiring another writer slash kind of making a you know half-assed announcement that, yes, Fantastic Beasts 3 through, 3 through 5 is still happening. They still plan on making five of these movies five of these movies which means three more fantastic beast movies jesus i mean i don't know who the fuck liked the second one but this series is not only diminishing returns uh it's it's nearing garbage level to me the first one was watchable but it was still like boring didn't really care about any of the characters you had the ezra ezra miller poop cloud as the the villain like you had for like green lantern fantastic four how many it's just always poop cloud villains i swear to god look it up it's a thing um you had that awful aspect to it uh you had uh like i said earlier the johnny depp switcheroo with colin farrell uh and then in the second one of course they completely ruin the one good relationship they had with Dan Fogle and Dan Fogle no Dan Fogle yeah Dan Fogle is that his name I always get confused with Dan Fogle and Dan Fogelman whatever it's the guy from Walking Dead too and his relationship to Queenie in the movie just completely ruined because Queenie's apparently like a villain like it's just I mean what are we doing what are we doing you're ruining the only thing you actually like about the movie and I can't stand uh, uh, Eddie Redmayne's performance as Newt Scamander Come on. It's just unwatchable at times. The movie looks cool. It's got cool effects. Um, I'm sure J.K. Rowling is doing her best to build out that world, but it's just not working. So good luck to you, Warner Brothers. I'd like to say I won't be there for the third one, but probably just just to, to have knowledge of how bad it is, I probably will be watching the third movie in theaters. And then we're going to see from there. We're going to see from there. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, buzz this week about Disney kind of announcing that they're putting Downey and a bunch of others up for Oscars for Endgame. They're pushing them, campaigning for them, if you will. I don't know why people are going crazy about this. Like, this is what every single movie does that wants to be considered for Oscars. They always put their actors forward. I remember the poster. I'll always come back to this. That... I believe it was Transformers Age of Extinction. I remember seeing the four-year consideration poster, and it had, you know, Mark Wahlberg and whoever else was in that movie. It was Anthony Hopkins in that movie? I don't even remember. But it, it had all these actors. I'm like, nobody is, nobody's even going to vote for this movie besides maybe effects. But just something that every studio studios do this for like every movie. So it's not a big not big news to me. I really don't think now that Downey kind of came out and said that he doesn't want to be, you know nominated or whatever he kind of didn't want to campaign i don't think there's any chance that he's going to get a nomination now which is unfortunate because i actually do feel like that that performance is oscar worthy at least for a nomination come on at least for a nomination um but oh well that's that's not what that's not what's going to happen i guess so anyway 
let's see here. What do we have next? Uh, oh, this is this is good news for me. So we just had the news that Fantastic Beasts three through five is still as of now happening. Well, more sequels that are going to happen for a certain franchise that I kind of dig a lot is the Has Fallen series. So apparently there's going to be more sequels for that. There's going to be even like uh, they said like a, what did they say like foreign language spinoffs or something like that. I, I don't remember what the exact quote was, but I should probably pull it up. But don't need to. This series doesn't really need much attention. But if you just want to sit back, relax, watch some popcorn fun, maybe not get yelled at in the movie like I did. Ooh, yikes, by that uh, fellow moviegoer who was uh, ticked off at me that I told him to put his phone away. Anyway, uh, if you just want to sit back, relax, strap it down, watch cool action movies, turn on one of these movies besides maybe maybe not the second one. Turn on Olympus Has Fallen or Angel Has Fallen, both perfectly serviceable action movies, not great effects, you know, not great directing or acting, but watchable and fun. So uh, that's how I feel about the Has Fallen series, and I'm, I'm kind of stoked that they're still making them. Uh, more talk this week about Martin Scorsese. Uh, he kind of clarified his comments, put forth an op-ed uh, about Marvel movies. He's kind of like, let me explain, blah, blah, blah. He said that they're just a different type of art form. Um, and he kind of, I mean, it, it, I, I'm, I'm happy that he did this because he kind of you know, fully explained himself. He's not being asked questions. He's just basically um, putting forth his opinion without having a question prior because you got to believe that somebody was asking him a question to, to actually get him to say something. So I'm kind of glad that... that um, yeah, he even says in here, like, I'm certainly not implying that movies should be a subset as art form uh, or that they ever were. He's just kind of complaining about the Hollywood studio system and how it's it's gone. Which, to be fair, um, the Hollywood studio system kind of it turned into what we have now. And it probably is good that it's not existing anymore because it, it, it was such a flawed system to begin with anyway. I see what he means, though. Like, I, I know why he's he's upset and how there's not, like, the same thirty to forty million dollar budget movies, besides like Joker that was like seventy million are not getting made. It's either the ten to fifteen million indie film, or I should say like two to fifteen million indie film, or the two hundred to two hundred fifty million dollar blockbuster film. It's really all that's getting made from the studio. Now, from the you know the independent producers like the Brad Pitts of the world, Plan B Production Company, uh, the Focus Features, um, even something like Blumhouse or um, oh gosh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, God, what I can't even think of the lady the Lady Bird Production Company. Oh man, that's that is frustrating because even like those films are certainly a twenty four. That's what I was thinking. Uh, they're still getting made. Um, it's just like that. The studios, Paramount, the Warner Brothers, Universal, Disney, New Fox, um, Sony. Not they're not making the the ten to fifteen million dollar films anymore. At least, unless they get like some big actor, big director that wants to make that, and they kind of are forced to. It's just not happening. But I do find it funny that Martin Scorsese is saying this while he got like $200 million from Netflix to make his Irishman movie. It's like, you do realize that you're, essentially you're falling into that blockbuster revenue or, uh, you know, budget 
frame of things. Um, so I don't know. I mean, there's maybe there's some hypocrisy, but I do. I see what he means. Like I, I'm not disagreeing with him, um, but at the same time, I just think that he. I think he just needs to sit down and watch the best MCU movies because I think he'll he'll maybe change his tune. I don't know exactly how many he's at, he's seen, so I kind of feel like he needs to he needs to figure it out. He really does. Uh, anyway, oh God, I'm not even gonna get into this stupid Snyder cut news that we had this week. The stupid photo that was released. Jason Momoa is talking even more. Like, come on, put it to rest, people. Nobody needs to see the Snyder cut if. It was good, and if it was finished, Warner Brothers would have released it in theaters or put it out on Blu-ray. Okay? End of story. Let's stop. Deep breath. Okay. Uh, I saw some some, uh, rumors this week. Um, I believe it was We Got This Covered that that covered both these uh, rumors that... A little bit of buzz this week. I don't think I don't know how much truth there is to him, so I don't really I don't I hate bringing up rumors, but these rumors are too dang good to not bring up, and so I had to. Uh, the first one being that Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil, aka Charlie Cox, as Matt Murdock, is going to be brought into the MCU. No shit, he's going to be brought in the MCU. Uh, he's one of the best characters in the entire MCU universe let alone the definitely the best character that they had in the netflix marvel shows Uh, but he's going to be brought in the mcu and rumor has it that he may even play spider-man's lawyer in uh spider-man 3 and i love the boss logic was putting out there like the fake title to it and maybe it is actually the real title i didn't look up any articles but i love his fake poster there's like spider-man on the yellow brick road and it was like, Spider-Man, no place like home. And it's like, okay, do we really need home in the title again? Do we really need that? Let's go in a different direction. I don't like the John Watts coming back. That's a story for another day, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. I don't like it, but we have to suck it up, right? Um, but yeah, no, could, how freaking cool would that be if Matthew Murdock played Spider-Man's lawyer because he's, you know, Peter Parker, uh, they're outing him as Spider-Man, then maybe the folks the law are coming after him because of various things that he may or may not have done vigilanteism you know blah 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 even though there are plenty of other superheroes in that world that don't really the laws not coming for them as much anymore maybe they're just not really addressing it like they did from civil war to infinity war oh well i mean i can't i mean i would love that so much charlie cox is so great and his dynamic uh off of peter parker would just be fantastic i really just want them to make a daredevil movie uh in the mcu i just think it could work so much better like make it like an 80 to 100 million dollar movie you don't need to make it some massive blockbuster uh thing bring back fisk bring back um uh bullseye bring back Daredevil. like you bring back everybody karen is fantastic in that series foggy grew on me a lot a lot of stuff to a lot of stuff to 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 base the series if they want to do a new series whatever if they want to do a movie sure uh but i would much much rather them do a movie because they're not going to do an r-rated series and they're probably not going to do an r-rated movie but if we have to choose between a pg-13 series or pg-13 movie i want a movie that's just me uh the second rumor being that henry cavill could return for mission impossible 7 as perhaps an evil brother searching for revenge also known as Furious 7. 
Uh, no, I mean it, this would be this would be great. Henry Cavill was one of the main reasons why Mission Impossible Fallout worked as well as it did. Um, I would love to get McHugh's opinion on this. Like, does he want to go in a different direction completely? Uh, I would assume he's going to bring back Solomon Lane, Sean Harris, even though Sean Harris, I'm sure, does not want to come back because he doesn't like coming back for sequels. I'm actually watching him uh, right now. Currently, I have it paused, but I'm in The King, uh, which is pretty good so far with uh, Timothy Chalamet and um, Bobby Batts himself, Robert Pattinson. Um, so... Uh, I would love to see Cavill return. I, I cannot wait to see what they do with Mission Impossible 7 and 8 now that Haley Atwell's on board. Plus, they, they brought on Haley Atwell really early like for a cast member, right? I mean, they cast her two months ago, and there's still no other news in the movie yet. And they're going to be filming... I believe they're starting filming in spring. Uh, so this is, this is coming soon here, and they're going to film both of them back-to-back. So... Kind of curious as to to where they're going with that, you know, what their strategy is. Um, but hey, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Mission Possible Fallout is one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. I've seen it more than any other movie in the theater, and I will be there just as many times for MI7 and MI8. Uh, let's get to my Doctor Sleep mini review here. So I'm not gonna get into to too much. Um, I liked the movie. I thought it was okay, um, but certainly not what I was hoping for, right? I mean, this, I was expecting, and, and I only saw the first couple episodes of Haunted of Hill House, so I don't have much of a perspective on how good or good not, or not good not, not good uh, Mike Flanagan is as, as a director. But I thought the trailers were pretty dang good. Visually, it looked really awesome. I loved the idea of going back to the shining well um, of storytelling uh, and going back to the Overlook Hotel, Room 237, all of it. I mean, I, I loved the idea of it. But when it when they put it on screen and, and you know the last act is essentially just playing the greatest hits uh, of the shining like they are, it, it didn't... I don't know. It, it didn't feel as earned as it probably should have. Um, and, and again, like I'm taking the words right out of Jeff Snyder's mouth. Like, I mean, Snyder, I remember him saying on his podcast before I even saw the movie, he was like, they basically play the greatest hits of The Shining in the end. It's like, he's not wrong. They do. Um, they certainly do. Um, I mean, there's certain things that are cool. Ewan McGregor is very good. The little girl, um, I can't even, can't remember her name now, but she's very good. Rebecca Ferguson is godly in this movie. Um, this is the one of the best things she's ever done. Um, I mean, she's had some trouble picking projects this year. I think the kid who will be king is, is solid. It's a weird choice for her. Uh, and Men in Black International. I, why did she even go on board that movie? Like, that was... <sighs> that's really all I have to say about that movie. It's like, it's just so bland and why she chose to come on for that one scene role that was just so goofy and unnecessary and un... I don't know. It was just so dang lazy of a movie. Anyway, no, I mean, Dr. Sleep, we're talking about Dr. Sleep here, not MIB International. Um, She, I, I, I in my review, I, I compared her to like, if Pennywise met Scarlett Johansson's AI in uh, her, it's like that you can't help but listen to her. 
uh, and be like attracted by her, her voice and her presence, but you're also terrified of her, like Pennywise, like what she's doing to the children in this movie and other characters, it's freaking terrifying. And it's not jump scare terrifying. You know, that's the thing. It's like a, it's a separate, just like methodical, atmospheric terrifying. Um, so that part of it I thought was really cool. But everything else was just like, it took like 45 minutes for the movie to even start to get interesting. Like there's a certain actor that they come in, they bring on to, for a, a glorified cameo role. Uh, and once he comes in as a baseball player, um, the movie takes off uh, much better than it did the first 45 minutes. And the next like hour and a half is pretty solid. But I think you could have cut off like 25 to 35 minutes and had like 15 minutes to set up instead of 45 minutes. Um, I just don't think it earned its runtime. It felt like Mike Flanagan was kind of stuck in the, the TV series storytelling way of doing things. Um, so, I mean, it's okay. The movie's okay. Uh, the music's cool. Again, plenty of great performances. Visually, it's cool, but it, it didn't do it for me, storytelling-wise and, and, and uh, execution-wise. All right, let's move on. So uh, last but not least, a couple of shout-outs here. Just like I did last week for when Harloff uh, was moving on from Collider to uh, SEN. Collider FYC, for your consideration, show that I absolutely adore. Uh, is la- They launched a deal with Arclight Cinemas to be played in theaters. I believe it's only in California, though, so it's not like I can really even see this show in theaters because I got it on YouTube anyway. Um, but I love that they're continuing their partnership with Arclight. Um, and that show is, is incredible, and I, I've been missing it for the last three months because I thought they were coming back during awards season, um, but I guess they're only going to do it probably the next 11 to 13 weeks or whatever you know, we get there for Oscar season. So I can't wait for the next you know 10 to 12 shows that they're going to do. Hopefully it stays weekly um, because it really is like the number one source I go to for Oscar predictions, uh, and you should too. Uh, and then last... Of course, but not least, my guy Stephen Amell has worn the arrow suit for the last time as they film, they're currently filming the finale, but he has filmed his last scene in the arrow suit. I can't imagine how weird that feels for him, but I am stoked for the finale, even though this season is starting to go down the shitter like I kind of feared. They, it just feels like they don't really know what they want to do storytelling-wise, and it's not the structure's all jumbled up, kind of like it has been for the last three seasons, to be honest. I just think that the show kind of went down the hill once they decided to not do any sort of big bad or, you know, backstory behind their villains. It's just a bunch of jumbled mess. But with that said, I'm looking forward to the crossover in about a month or so, whenever that kind of kicks off again. Uh, And I am certainly stoked for that five-part finale to Oliver Queen's storyline and then of course the last two Arrow episodes so that's it I mean that's that's kind of where we're going to leave off the episode here Doctor Sleep okay Dark Fate Bombs more sequels to the Has Fallen series some crazy ass Batman news like what are we getting next is it just Harvey Dent are we getting somebody else who else could even be in this story I don't know, maybe some thugs, like maybe some henchmen. Um, but yeah, again, that is it. That's the show. I really hope those rumors come true. Probably not. Let's face the facts; they're probably not true. Uh, 
Um, but major props to Stephen Amell. I'm sure I'll say it in a couple of months, but you have certainly not failed this city.